right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. And I am Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And just coming off of Michigan's 59-3 victory over Maryland, but before we get talking about the game, uh, going to go... Going to go a little bit di- different direction here with this, uh, with our introduction. Uh, Going to keep it with football, but uh, did you watch the Nebraska game at all, uh, Craig? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, did you see when Armstrong got hurt? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm just going to linger on that for a minute. Um, glad to see him return to the sideline. Uh, cra- that happened, correct? I'm not mistaken. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's doing good. So it looked like he basically, from what I saw, it looked like he uh, went down on his side and then his helmet hit the side of his head, slammed pretty hard. And it looks like, to me, it looked like he had a concussion. Yeah. But then I realized it pretty much looked like he got knocked out, like pretty much out cold. So that's why he wasn't moving. And then uh, obviously he started getting a little bit of movement, but they wanted to make sure that he was okay. And then they whisked him off to the hospital, making sure that he, uh, you know, just picking, making precautionary, like he didn't, uh, you know, get any kind of, uh, any kind of spinal cord injuries or anything like paralysis or anything like that. But that's good to see. He gave a thumbs up. So that was always good to see too. And, um, he, uh, Played okay. The game was kind of getting out of hand, but the uh, very fact is just him being all right. He's a good player, great quarterback, and uh, prayers go to him, family, and friends, and just knowing that uh, he's all right is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm glad that he's back on the sideline for, I mean, so many re- reasons. I mean, when they're able to get back that quickly, I mean, not playing, but back to the field, that's a good sign. Yep. But uh, something, a little discussion that kind of spurred from it and everything, I um, – I watched the Michigan game. I watched a eh, decent amount of the Indiana game, just kind of trying to get up on. Well, you and I are on different games, man. I noticed that. Yeah? Yeah, you were watching that game. You were, like, commenting on it, and then some friends of mine commenting on the other game, and I was just watching the state game. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I saw the final score from that one. I did not watch any of it. I watched Indiana because mostly for the the idea of preparing for when Michigan plays them so that. I'm up on the uh, the team and everything. But, uh, yeah, the state one would have been interesting to watch. The other ones that I was uh, contemplating going back and forth were the Wisconsin Northwestern because I figured that was going to be a close one at least for a little while. Yeah. And then the Texas A&M game, I was interested to see how that yeah, turned that out. Good. Yeah, that was interesting too. That was a good game. So Yeah, well, the main reason I brought up Tommy Armstrong, and I'll try to keep it short and everything, but – a uh, conversation that um, came from that is I I wasn't watching too closely with the Indiana game, with the Nebraska Ohio State game, or with the what just ended Alabama LSU game. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of had it on, and I actually didn't have the volume on. We were watching uh, stuff on the TV, and I had it on my laptop, and so I'd check it, I'd watch it for a little bit, and things like that, and so. I didn't see the whole Tommy Armstrong thing happen, but I was watching it after uh, the, how they were covering it after it happened. And it just really bothered me how they just sit there filming it and talking about how terrible it is. 
and I, I understand it's what's happening with the game, and you can't be on commercials the whole time, but it's just, you know, cut to the guys in the booth and show them talking or something like that. There was, I, and I don't know everything, like I said, the volume was off most of the time, but there was the woman who was next to him crying. Yeah, that's his and, girl. That was his fiance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so they're, they're filming. And, uh, and, and his dad, yeah, dad was wearing his jersey, number four, where they both wore, yeah, so. Yeah, so they're they've got the cameras on them. She's crying her eyes out. You don't know what's going on, and they're just explaining what they're seeing, which you have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Like, oh, the right. medical sca- staff, you know, they've got great medical staff out there. They're going to give them the best attention, and it's like, okay, we get it. You can tell us this and sh- just show yourselves talking to one another. You don't have to show this girl crying. Right. She is in the worst moment of her, probably of her life during that time. And you don't know how bad it is. Like yeah. how, how bad would it be if it does turn out to be one of those awful scenarios where it, and I don't even need to go into describing it exactly, but just one of those worst case scenarios and you're sitting there and you just have the camera on her bawling her eyes out. How, what, yeah. and what does different. that accomplish? Right, exactly. Yeah, and I agree. Way too much, way too, you know, especially in your most vulnerable moments, and you've got pretty much a camera right on you and her dad, and or I mean, and her uh, uh, Tommy Armstrong's dad, and then his fiance right there, and they're both um, just, you know, obviously she's she was very upset, but yeah, it's a vulnerable time, and I'm not exactly sure you want to be filmed during that time. So yeah, I agree. It's kind of like way too much, way too overboard on that. Yeah, so, so I, I just wanted I have to give to, it up for the OSU uh, fan base, at least give it yeah. to the student section where they did um, um, Chana's name and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool of them. So Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I thought that was very interesting um, and very uh, cool and positive of them to do in the situation because uh, I, I, tr- I had the volume on, on and off back and, back and forth again and I caught that much of it. So just a little thing I thought I mentioned. It just one of those things where I was watching. I was like, come on, you know, but anyways, so that that obviously we just we're just recording right now. So Caleb and I are just uh, we just obviously I finished just watching that Alabama LSU game, which was very interesting to very defensive battle. So not a lot of offense on two uh, teams that have great defenses, but uh, boy. It was a long night for those two teams. Jeez, no offense yeah. whatsoever. Well, so I even think on that uh, touchdown run that there was holding. I got in a conversation with somebody about that, but oh, okay, yeah. All right. But I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't watching uh, that intently either of them, but I had that game on as well. So yeah. uh, before we get too far into other conversations, we'll, we will go ahead and uh, transition into. Uh, the football talk of Michigan beating Maryland today. All right. Well, quite the final score. History making score, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I didn't catch that. What yeah, was that part? Some couple of histories made here, man. I didn't catch it. Yeah. I, I okay. I'll, I'll, let me let me first explain. I missed probably the first two minutes of the first quarter because I was having issues getting the dumb game on, 
and then I missed maybe the first two minutes of the second half because um, the half ended, and then we left right away, and we were going to have dinner. And so by the time we sat down for dinner and got to where the TVs were, uh, the first two minutes had started. And then the very last two or four minutes in the game, I missed. Yeah. So I may have missed them say something about some interesting stats or anything, especially at the end of the game. What I missed? Well, let's put it this way. Wilton Spate becomes uh, – he made history because he he has the most passing yards, career high, the most passing yards by a Michigan quarterback in the first half uh, in Michigan history. So not bad. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So he set a record in the first half. I believe he had um, – not exactly sure how many he had, but um, um, his total was three sixty-two. Right, right. So, but uh, he had uh, he just set a record for that time, and then obviously Jake Butt becomes the number one re- uh, receiving or number one tight end, the con- uh, setting a record from the most receiving yards. So, in a career, so and by a tight end, so not bad. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got some high level players on our team. That's for sure. Yeah, so uh, congrats to Spate and Jake Butt who had uh, some records broken today. Good job, guys. Very proud. Yeah, yeah, and they put together quite the performance with the, uh, again uh, the final score of fifty nine to three. Michigan now sitting nine and zero overall, six and zero in the conference. Uh, and the Maryland, after their losses, five and four overall, and two and four in the conference. So, um, yeah, uh, just kind of the quick reactions and everything to the game before we get into the details. Um, offense, awesome. Yeah. Defense, come on, kick it up a notch. <laughs> yeah. And and I have a hard, I almost have a hard time saying that because they only allowed three points. Yeah. But when we get into the details, it, you'll it, it'll all yeah, make sense. Uh, yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I'll I'll be able to pretty much break this defense down pretty easily on what's going on and how Michigan's able to keep the score down low during this process or during this show. So and I can't wait to talk about it. So because I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about it and what's going on, but um, I'll mention it and bring it up. So, or my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. We'll, uh, we'll go through the number crunch here first, um, before we start doing a breakdown, really. Um, I'll go ahead and go through the numbers that I have here. Um, oh, wow. That's old stuff. Uh, so for the passing game, we mentioned that Spate had 362 yards. Uh, the team, as a whole, had a little bit more. I don't. Uh, that's somewhere else, I guess, because O'Corn got in at the end of the game. But he was seventy-nine percent completion percentage. Yep. That was, uh, and I think uh, even Jim Harbaugh said it that. Well, it was hit uh, Spate's best game, but I think Harbaugh even mentioned uh, in the presser afterwards that he thought it was one, if not the best performances. <clears throat> sorry, by a Michigan quarterback. Oh, I can believe that. He, uh, boy, Spate just did just a great job. A great job, calm, cool, and collected, man. And that he went for, well, he went 19 for 24. So that tells you. And he he found seven different receivers 
I mean, that tells you that he was all over the place. I mean, he that tells you looking at progressions, looking at the open man. And man, I'll tell you, this whole game. Let's put. Let's just break this. Let me kind of say what I thought and what I didn't see, and that's what I love about this team and what Jim Harbaugh and the game plan they had for the offense is. I actually thought that Michigan was going to run all over this team, and they kind of did, but they he. He tricked us Michigan fans into thinking that, and he actually said, no, I'm actually going to have a spate throw this game. And, wow, did he not throw? And he just found receivers all over the field, and he was so calm, cool, collected. In fact, even when he was pressured the time that he did, his feet footwork in the pocket was amazing. Him getting out of the pocket and moving around and finding the just a couple seconds more to throw to two guys that were like so his eyes were all over the field just simple passes to guys that maybe were 10 yards away and not looking down the field he'd go hey you know what i'm not gonna throw the big throw i'm not gonna try to find the little window and try to make the big play he's just like you know what i want to get a first down and that is why Spade was so good in this game is they never uh, – Maryland couldn't compete with that. Is Spade was like, I'm just going to throw a five-yard dink and dunk if I need to just to get the first down, and that's what he did, and wow. And then he just let the receivers do the best job, you know, finding extra yardage and getting that first down, and, man, he just did a great job. Yeah, well, that was the thing, too, is that he caught people in stride more exactly. this game than he has previously – and, um, oh, man, I had another thought with that. But that that makes a difference. Uh, we've seen that before where he's done a really good job with making wise decisions on either making the passes to his receiver or somewhere where the defense can't get to him. But today, yeah, he was, um, he was getting the ball in front of his receiver so they could stay in stride. They were able to – that allows them to get extra yardage. He throws the deep ball, too. He was doing that today. Oh, I yeah. Think, um, Actually, the pass, the double pass mm-hmm. that he did with uh, Peppers, which was awesome, <laughs> um, and he hit Chesson. Oh, yeah. I think it was down for 40 yards, but he was so deep behind the line of scrimmage, it was more of a 50-yard pass. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's got the – he's getting better like uh, yeah. Rudock did last year. It seems that it's maybe taking a little bit longer to be able to see more of a progression with him. I mean, this is – yeah. This game was leaps and bounds better for him than anything else that he's shown this year. Yeah, and, de- and de- definitely a balanced um, teamwork. I mean, we outgained Maryland 660 to 367. So that tells you. And just, I mean, the, the balance of the throwing 387 to our running to 273 is amazing. That's just great balance. And you're right, Spate looked composed in that. He looked so – he just looked like he was just like on a practice field, like there was just nothing, you know, bothering him. He looked so composed in the pocket and just his frame. Look, he, the guy's six foot six, six foot seven. He's a big, tall guy. He's not, you know, overall like thick or anything. He's just tall. He just – he can see over, you know, linebackers. He can see over even corners if he needs to, and, and know that he knows where to put it. But man, just great throws. He didn't have any throws that were, you know, stupid and dumb. 
that's what I'm actually liking about Spaten more and more about this, about how he's playing is, is much like Rudak. Rudak did a lot with his feet and, you know, he found tight windows and did a good job, but Spate's not making stupid decisions. I mean, he really doesn't. I mean, his, that touchdown he made when he, he ran it in from, I think they're on the 15 or 13 yard line was just pure awesomeness because a defense wouldn't know that. And he just said, Hey, I have all this field in front of me and I'm just going to run it in and no one, you know, and I'm just going to waltz right in. And he did. And it's just, just a great decision by him. Oh yeah. He's got the trifecta going on. He's got the triple C, the calm, cool, and collected. (laughs) Exactly. We like that triple C. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's, he's killing it. So, um, but yeah, he's he's been doing great, and it's been uh, just uh, the biggest thing with me. And everybody's a little different. Some like the flasher and everything like that. I mean, he ran he ran more today, and he looked pretty quick. It was, uh, for him, it was pretty impressive. But the uh, I just like a quarterback that can do their job and not do the turnovers. And we've talked about that a yeah. lot. So yeah, just like you were saying, Craig, that's been very impressive with him. So to continue with. Uh, the number uh, crunch and everything. And Craig, like you were just saying, the balance, the passing game and the rushing game, to be able to create the opportunity for the passing game, you have to have the rushing game. And uh, today it was on for Smith. Yep. Uh, we <laughs> we put down for our locket or dump it that Hagden yeah. would be the leading rusher for Michigan. And he was six on the list sixth and you know who's ahead of him spate <laughs> spate had more rushing yeah we were way off did. man oh and yeah he said peppers would score more than i did more than two and he didn't at all so but uh he had yeah. key key plays in this game but uh yeah you're right that was what a running what a running uh day for smith man he just mowed over guys i mean they just i mean he was take he was carrying two to three guys with him just getting the extra yardage that we like to see smith get was pretty amazing so oh yeah beast mode beast. he was uh 19 carries for 114 yards yeah. average six yards three total touchdowns on the day yep yep so Workhorse. I mean, he did a good job against State last week. He had the multiple touchdowns, but this week he's got three. Uh, the rest of the rushing game, uh, Ty Isaac uh, only with two carries, but he got 56 yards. His long was 28. Or No, I'm sorry. His average was 28, but he had a, a really good long one there in the second half. Uh, Evans, four for 32 yards. Uh, then next on the list was Peppers, two for 19 uh, like we said, Spate was there on the list, three for 16. He had that really nice uh, touchdown run. And uh, I didn't w- – supposedly it was on purpose. I don't know if he was just trying to get in without being uh, hit but uh, or losing the ball or anything, but he did that little jump thing in there. Right. And um, somebody was saying that he was doing it to pose, like, the Jumpman logo. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. Somebody made. Uh, yeah, I saw a, that. A logo for it. And everything. Eh, the, I don't the know if it was worked. on purpose. I didn't think that one worked too well, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't think he did that. I think he just kind of went in there with the football first, and you know. I think. Well, I mean, if he's uh, how tall? Six, 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 seven. Yeah. 
Yeah, so if he's six six, he's got and he puts his arm above his head. Nobody's knocking down right. his hand. Right. So I th- I think that was more of his plan. But anyways, that that is what it is. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, what did I mean? Michigan just dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I mean, they just literally did such a good job. I mean, I mean, we scored in all all five of our uh, first half possessions. So I mean, we. We went in obviously in the halftime at thirty-five to nothing, and just and we had four hundred and two yards in the in the half. I mean that's crazy. Most teams don't even get two hundred the whole game, and we got four hundred and two in just in the half. So when we're talking 80, 80 yards per drive, and a, almost was about uh, twelve yards per play. I mean that's crazy. I mean yeah. so it's just. Well balanced. Maryland really didn't have a answer for this. Well, you know, and the thing is, I feel bad for Maryland. They were, they had some things in the first half that just really stifled their progress on the offense. They have a pretty good offense, I have to admit, and they had some times, you know, the getting in field goal range and then and missing the field goal bounces right off the the goal post, which could have given three points and then play at the very end half. They actually had a touchdown there. They, we stopped them at the very end. In fact, one of their players got in the way and, you know, we were able to tackle them there at the, what, three or four yard line. So that was like the one. Man. Yeah, I know. I know. I went, Oh, right. Where this respectively where the knee went down, where the ball was. Yeah. I think it was at the two or one yard line. So just made it go, Oh, you just felt bad because. Oh no, no, you can't feel bad, man. All right, maybe I don't feel that bad. <laughs> now, if it was, if it was, if Maryland was playing somebody else, I could maybe feel bad. But when they're playing Michigan, it's like, oh no. Yeah, so, I, I, no, like yeah, nothing was going right. It's just, oh yeah, nothing was really going their way, and just, well, when did the quarterback get hurt again? That was in the second quarter. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't rem- uh, well, I like, yeah, remember. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing is Michigan's now taking out three quarterbacks, but <laughs> if you haven't noticed, if anybody's noticed that, they, they have. So, and taking out the Colorado quarterback, we've taken out the Michigan State quarterback, and now we took out their quarterback <laughs> in Hill. But, you know, that was one of the things I didn't understand that Maryland did is they, they went to their um, – they went to the different, not the usual backup quarterback in what Peromi is that his name or Pergrom? Pergrom. Pergrom. Yeah, went, went with Rowe. and Rowe is not their second uh, uh, second string quarterback. It's Pi oh. I guess, or Pygrom. And yeah, I butchered that name, but I should stop. <laughs> and Rowe is. Okay, but the very fact is, I think maybe that Durkin just thought that maybe Pogrom was wasn't was going to be able to handle because he's a freshman. The that Michigan Michigan defense, and so they threw in Rowe, and as Rowe goes in there, man, you know he compete he completes what twelve out of twenty three, but throws two interceptions right out of the gate. So it's yeah, it wasn't a good day for him either. So. Yeah, we got our two turnovers. Yeah, we did. Now, now speaking about that uh, real quick with the defense and everything, I have a question for you. Or I, I kind of thought about this. I didn't bring it up in the preview episode, but I, what would your thoughts be? I was a little anticipating maybe a little bit more from Peppers because mm. 
that used to be one of Durkin's defensive players and how much fun would it be to rub it in Durkin's face that his former defensive player is scoring points on him. Right. Right. <laughs> I thought, I thought we might see some of that still not enough to be like what we said, what score three touchdowns, but I thought they'd use right. peppers a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your thoughts beyond that? Uh, I mean, obviously the game's done. Well, we that's the thing, as I mentioned earlier in this show, was is how they used Peppers. And I think, boy, Peppers was so all over that linebacking position. I mean, he was trying to cover as much field as he could. But when he did, man, he did such a good job of hitting uh, running backs and then the quarterback trying to run on, you know, trying to read option out of there. And he he is so electric when he hits. Um, he just he he's just on another level. He watches as soon as, as soon as he knows a play's snapped, he knows exactly where the player's going. And he made some great tackles. I mean, he just made some excellent tackles, but nothing mind boggling. Obviously, he had a what? Uh, I think he had a. Did they throw to him? I'm not sure. They had him at receiver or they had him at running back position, but. Uh, yeah, he did some rushing. He did that handoff in the pass right. back to Spate. I don't think yeah. he he didn't have a reception. Okay, uh, but, but he running play. I, I think he got passed to one time and it didn't complete. Maybe I'm getting that confused with a different game. Yeah, but uh, he was you know electric on the defense. But it it you know a lot. Of, you're not going to get a lot of love if you make a lot of tackles. He's just you know he was just making tackles all over the field and you know. It wasn't as noticeable as all the other stuff, but um, I mean, got a hand from Michigan. I mean, they didn't punt the ball once in this whole entire game. Yeah, well, I've got some more interesting stats with that coming up, but uh, more numbers to crunch here for receptions. Uh, Chesson five receptions, 112 yards. So we had a, a running back and a receiver both with over 100 yards. Uh, he had a touchdown. Darbo had a touchdown, four receptions, 77 yards. Uh, but five receptions, 76 yards. Uh, so, yeah, all three of those got heavily involved. Uh, that was nice to see the ball spread out like that. Uh, d- d- yeah, good to see d- Chesson in there. I think they're going to start using him more because, you know, obviously you'd think Darbo is the guy, Spate and him have this nice little chemistry going. But, man, Seeing Chesson in there getting some getting some looks and stuff is going to make it even tougher for defenses to stop us. Yeah, I think it was just a perfect opportunity to be able to work the uh, the uh, passing side of the offense. Yeah. And what a great throw that was by Spate to find him in the end zone all alone, and and what a throw threw it right on the money to him when Chesson blew by the corners. <laughs> by the time, yeah. it, what a what a great pass. Yeah, it's funny they they sorry Kale they turn the camera right over to Dirk and you can see him just like put his hands up and his <laughs> on his head before the ball even got there like he knew he went ah oh, shit <laughs> so. yeah well he uh, he did better than last uh, Maryland did better than well kind of better than last year because they actually scored points this year because that was one of the teams we shut out last year but I don't think we I think it was something like forty five to zero or something. Right. Maybe it was 49, so we put up more points. But he's got a good thing started there, so give him credit for that. Yeah. Uh, a couple defensive stats, uh, some defensive leaders. Gideon, uh, five solo tackles, half sack, three tackles for loss. McCray, five solo tackles, two tackles for loss. Defensive player of the game, 
Without a question. Delano Hill, five solo tackles, half tackle for loss. Well, he is a tough player. Both to interceptions. Out. Yeah. He's a, such a tough player to figure out. And he's yeah. either hot and cold, and he's the one that gives up big plays, but then he comes to play, and he had such a good game today. And I'm like, dude, play that way all the time, or at least, you know, don't give up those big plays like he often does, or that um, boneheaded play where he, you know, gave Michigan State that extra. Yes. Uh, you know, that play he gave that <laughs> state. Thank you for bringing that up. Who was the guy who got hot today? Who was it? I came in right before that. Okay. Um, and there was the guy who got the uh, personal foul. And Harbaugh did what we wanted to this week, and he pulled him off the field and he yelled in his face. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know what you mean. Uh, oh, it's escaping me who it was. But I didn't see that last week with Hill. So I don't know exactly what. Right. What the his process is with that, but I was really anticipating that to happen, especially because it was such a big game against uh, Michigan state last week. But I didn't, I didn't personally see that happen last week. This week, Harbaugh got on top of his player for it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that was good to see. Even, um, even with that Evans, uh, uh, throw a little hitch pass to him and he almost bobbled it and dropped it, but he able to hold on and ran all the way down to the one yard line. But, um, you know, I think most Michigan fans thought he got in and then Jim Harbaugh on fire because he thought he got in and just ticked off even. And that's awesome to see that where I'm like, and then again, here I am going and don't worry about it. (laughs) A Khalid Hill will get it in. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was just like, you're not going to stop us. But it was funny to see that passionate Jim Harbaugh on the sideline going, I want perfection as much as we can. I want to see that's that, that was a TD give me a break. <laughs> and he was on well, fire. So it was good. Yeah. I, I think he has more of an investment as players too, because I mean, when you see plays like that, you want players to get rewarded. Exactly. I mean, oh a, yeah. I mean, that was a great play by him. And we just had the play before that, that got called back. Um, mm-hmm. oh, oh, with uh, Drake remember. Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Catch. Yeah. It, poor Drake. <laughs> I mentioned that on Twitter. I feel bad. Drake Harris has been, He's been an injury bug. The guy hasn't lived up to his, what, five-star, four-star caliber receiver. He's, he's tall. He's lanky. He's such a good receiver, but he hasn't he, – he's had the injury bug for years and years at Michigan, and, you know, obviously he was going to head to Michigan State, but then we grabbed him from them. And and the very fact is he finally gets his a great catch right off his fingertips. <laughs> get offensive – call on him but yeah i felt bad for him but you're right kale that's a great point you made is is seeing jim harbaugh not only clamming for the td but clamoring that evans went and he did his best and literally pushed forward made some great moves and should have gotten it because he made that play happen he should get it yeah well uh some other team overall stats to share michigan had 31 first downs. Wow. 31 first downs. Maryland had 19. Third down conversion. Okay, this, this is one of the really interesting things, and I, I might want to label this stat of the game. Maryland was 6 for 13, 46% on third downs. Craig, if you have not looked at it, what do you think Michigan was for third downs? Have you looked at it? Uh, it's got to be 100%. Uh, no, oh, it's not wait, 100%. Wait, wait, wait. How, how many, though? How many third downs did they convert? Like, you know, oh. shoot, how many for how many? I'd say, oh, shoot, I'm not going to know. 
I'm just interested. Like, you could totally be way – I would think everybody would be way off. So throw something out there. You're saying how many third downs did they convert? Yeah, uh-huh. like they converted this many third downs. Or Okay, I'll say 34. No, okay. You see, that's the that's the thing. You're going way that way. This is where it's really interesting. They only completed three. You know how many third downs they had in the game? Oh, I see what you're saying. You went to the right. Oh, okay, because yeah, right. they only they're, had five. They got they got their they first downs on first down and second downs, and not yeah. on thirds. Wow. Okay, I see. Exactly. They had five third downs. Wow. Five third downs, and they converted three of them. <laughs> Holy cow, dude! That's one of the best stats i've heard i haven't saw that i didn't see it on twitter i didn't see it on whatever but that's a great stat man holy smokes that is how on fire our offense was yeah when you can get your first downs off second downs and first downs <laughs> so first down first down for well that goes back to what i was saying when we were our we were what our combined average it was what 11 yards yeah, yeah. 11 yards per a play so, yeah, that kind of plays into what you're saying. And and if I'm wrong with that stat, if somebody comes back and proves they're wrong, I will say, well, I got that stat from ESPN, so you can yell at ESPN. But that's – I got to think that that's right. I mm-hmm. I should probably compare that somewhere else, but I think that is an amazing stat. Oh, that's so, a great stat. You'll have to tweet that one out. So it's a very good one. Yeah. Um, other things to mention um, then is that – uh, six penalties for both teams. Uh, still think that that can be cleaned up. Uh, and and here, closing out the numbers and then going into the open uh, discussion here to kind of close things out for the game, uh, talking about the game. We've talked about this time and time again, and we were hoping after last week that we would see an improvement from it because it wasn't so bad last mm-hmm. week, but it was creeping up again. But it reared its ugly head in this game, and there were some big plays that happened. Yep. It didn't show up on the scoreboard, but it showed up on the field. And this is, this is where you will see it. Rushing game, defensively, we did really well. We held them under 100 yards. Yep. Lorenzo um, ha- Harris had 58 yards, you know, their best carrier. Yeah. So, nine yeah. carries. He's a great running back. So, the biggest plays they had rushing were 21 yards and 14 yards. Meh, you know, not bad. Right. It is what it is. But we got torn up with the receiving game. And I know that, mm-hmm. and we'll get into the details here in a minute on some of that, but here are the biggest receptions by most of their receivers. Moore had a 47-yard reception. Yeah. Brown had a 39-yard reception. Jacobs had a 32-yard reception. Johnson had a 35-yard reception. Edwards had a 23-yard yard reception and then the next two are 14 and 15 yards yeah those are so yeah yeah that's that's not good no no that's interesting now that might not necessarily be a secondary issue because what Mm -hmm. we saw a lot in the first half was a lot of outside running well yeah were were they yards after catch though i mean yeah that's that's total yards for the pass so, I mean, yeah, that could have been like a five-yard pass uh, to the outside and the player just broke right. tackles and ran. Yep. So that's not saying they were open 30 yards down the field. That was just like the entirety of the pass. Well, that's the, the thing is, is to talk about the defenses is what I saw. 
Maryland clearly in this game looked at MSU and what they did to us because they had plays that were just straight out of Michigan State's playbook. Inside carries, outside uh, getting most of yards on the outside, which means that our linebackers and our secondary and that second level isn't get, is not closing the holes up very well. There are big holes open for them to run through and to the outside, and that's a that's an issue. And I've everybody sees that pretty clearly. And just to know that Maryland did that knows that they just watched tape and film on Michigan State to do that, and they were doing a great job of it. So that's what's bothering me. Where I'm going, I thought we sh- we should have shored that up. That that ter- the Terrapins would do that, and they obviously were gashing us in the beginning, in the first half. But this is my thing, and I'll say this: if I've noticed, the teams are going to do that, and they're going to try to keep using that to gash us. But I'll tell you what: if you gash us and you get to the ten yard line, good luck and trying yeah. to run that ball and throw on Michigan when our defense is condensed into that little area of the red zone. You are not going to run on us. It's just almost impossible to run uh, uh, the ball in. It's just to watch them try to do that was just ridiculous. They had many fourth down tries and they missed and they couldn't do it. And Michigan state tried, they couldn't do it. It's just our defense is too good to do that, but on the open field and those spread out, they can do it, but when it's condensed, it's just not going to happen. You're almost better off throwing it or doing some kind of like, you know, quarterback option, read option, something like that. But man, it, it, that's what I'm noticing is our our defense is great when it comes to that ten yard line, man. <laughs> yeah. You're just not going to get in. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with uh that because that's what you've seen a lot uh we've seen touchdowns scored but most of them i believe and i should probably look into this more i'm not sure how easy it would be to figure out but i think most of the touchdowns scored on michigan have been outside the red zone yeah because they're outside the 20 yard line and they either break open a run or they get behind the secondary or something like that because you like you said you saw it against michigan state where we shut them down. I mean, they had that. I think their first rushing touchdown was maybe around the 10 yard line. Yeah. But then in the second half, the two touchdowns yeah. they had were longer passes. Yeah, you're right. With LJ Scott in the first half and the first, you know, first play drive they had, Michigan State scored that way. But as far, like you said, Colorado, big play, you know, big, big plays given up. But well, and that's going to happen, you know. Michigan State's like, you know, we got to give up, we can't give up the big plays, but that's true. But that's what you're going to get when you got Don Brown as our defensive coordinator. He's he blitz he blitzes a lot, and when you get blitzes, you're going to have guys open. But I don't think Jim Harbaugh has his linebackers in yet. I mean, he just doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have those fast linebackers in there that can close those holes up. So once he does, we're going to be really tough to beat. But uh, he's got to get his guys. He's still working with, you know, Striblins has a tough time tackling, man. That guy, he's such a, he's great at covering, but he's just not good at realizing or, or tackling and, and, and closing that hole up very well. So, Yeah, and that brings us up to our second piece about the defense yeah. is the tackling. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was something we saw today that was, again, not very good. No. We saw it. 
Uh, well, Michigan's that wasn't really a big issue with Michigan State. I mean, I think there were some different things. That, oh, well, no, there were some issues with that. But today, you definitely saw some of those tackling mm-hmm. issues. Yeah, no, no true arm or leg tackling. That's where I'm like, go look at tape. Go look at all of Pepper's tapes. That guy, go. He is knows how to tackle. He is, knows exactly where to put a guy on the ground. He rarely misses a tackle. He knows exactly where to hit him. And that's where I watch him, and I just go, man, take a, take a lesson from that guy. <laughs> he just knows where to hit him. So. Oh, yeah. So that was that's something else that we see that needs to be worked on is just the tackling, though, by most of, well, I wouldn't say most of, but some of the defense where you saw that just break down today. Yeah. And that is, that'll work for today, but looking forward, that may cause some issues. So breaking into the real talk moment of the episode, real talk, We're real talking now. Yeah. We get real, <laughs> keep it real. Keep it real. Um, that this works against Maryland, and we've said this a little bit before, and I talked about it on uh, Twitter today, and it was actually during the game, and had some interesting conversation about it. But where it really got interesting was then right before we started recording, because I mentioned that yes, it's fine with this happening now, but then when you look at other player, uh, other teams that you're going to play against, and on the road, you're going to be facing a team in Columbus that can score 62 points on you right yep ohio state finished off nebraska 62 to 3 and i we uh, i was talking with some people on twitter and it's just like everybody's talking about somebody was saying everybody's talking about how ohio state is so dominant um i don't see because they struggled with northwestern they lost to penn state and yes that happens but that that seems like something that ohio state's done in the past couple of years you saw it with michigan state last year where they lag but they're still a really good team, and you saw that today. Yeah. Where they put up a lot of points. And if you let those big plays happen with the athletes that are at Ohio State, they're going to finish. They're going to find the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. And you're also not going to have as easy of a time on off uh, with offense productivity against a team like Ohio State. So just, you know, being real, it's issues that need to be worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe I didn't say in the last episode, maybe I said it uh, on social media or something today before the game, but it's just like, it's great that Michigan has had to go through some of the games that they had. Uh, Honestly, I mean, I'm thankful that happened the first year, the crazy finish to the Michigan state game, because that's fresh in people's minds where you can never let your guard down for any moment in a game. Because uh, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm thankful for them having to make that comeback win against Colorado in the first half because we know that this team is capable of doing a comeback because a lot of their wins have been very easy. Uh, but then also it was good for them to have a road test and an emotional game. And even though it was a bad game for them at Michigan State, they were still the better team and able to get the win when the other team was having one of their best games of the year. So all those different scenarios really help the team build themselves. But, you know, some point you got to get there. Yeah. You can't just hope that it's all going to come together the week before you play Ohio State. You need to show yourself on the road in Iowa and at home against Indiana and yeah, get crowds. everything meshing right. together. Yeah, the hostile crowds and things like that. But uh, you're right. 
you know, comes to Iowa. And I'm, you know, this, and I like how this team is focused on one game at a time. They're focused on Iowa, and and I know they're not even remotely thinking about Ohio State. And I, that that's what I love about this team is if you start thinking that, you'll lose. And uh, I was not a joke. They're a good team. So, um, but you're right about Ohio State is, you know, I I've always thought that JT Barrett is dangerous when he runs and then you you know and even if he has the slightest run that you think he's going to do he'll stop and then throw it and that's where he's dangerous but he's not a very good passer if the michigan can pressure him just to pass in the pocket to where he just needs to just throw the ball he's going to be in trouble and you know they got an okay running back and weber he's not he's not the greatest but uh they got two running back system going but um barrett in his in his own right as a running back in himself, which always gives Michigan fits at times. But um, you could pass that old line and you pressure Barrett, man, just like Penn State. They laid the groundwork, and we got the defense to do it. And I think J.T. Barrett is going to have a tough time against us. So it'll be good. It'll be a good matchup. Yeah, so. yeah, I do. I do believe it will. So, and that is true. He does struggle with passing. So, I mean, really. All depends on how it does is when to get there. And mentioning something real quick before we move on, because uh, we're running with the time here, but uh, I, that interesting aspect of how we've essentially taken out quarterbacks um, because we've roughed, roughed them up so much. I, with o, Ohio State, I don't know if that's really going to do much because I remember when we did it uh, in Columbus when we had Denard Robinson, and I thought, sweet. We're we're gonna be able to take advantage of this, and then that was when, wasn't it? Yeah. JT Barrett went in. Yeah, or um, I think it was because Braxton went out. I can't remember. Anyways, they their second quarterback went in, and we still did a crappy job. But that was Brady Hope. That's not Jim Harbaugh. Right. So, anyways, just an interesting thing to throw out there. Yeah, you're right. And so. that's the thing is they're they're loaded. Loaded team, so you you know one player comes in doesn't mean they're not any good. They're good, so it's it's the nature of Ohio State and what we got against you know the play against them. But um, hey, um, Michigan to do it, and that's the thing. Get you know focus on Iowa. Get you know get at them. They're going to be a, a tough crowd to play and beat at Iowa, but I think we can take care of them pretty well. But um, I like that where this coaching what the coaches are doing man. they're like, I love that Jim Harbaugh said every game is a championship game. And I love that he threw out the time clocks. How, what a cool move that was. I yeah. hate that. Th- I hate that. It's just because what it does is like saying that all that matters is that game. And I'm like, no, each game matters to Jim Harbaugh. Each oh, yeah. winning matters. And I love that's it's great. Yeah, for sure. And with that, I'll try to keep things moving along here. Uh, we'll want to discuss the other games that happened today for the Big Ten, uh, just kind of talking there about Ohio State and some of the other teams. Um, some things to talk about here. Uh, number eight, Wisconsin on the road at Northwestern. Took them down 21-7. to uh, Indiana took down Rutgers. 33 to 27 Jeez. close contest there yeah. uh michigan state lost again oh my god against illinois 27 to 31 they're so far they're the worst in the big 10 
right next to uh, Rutgers, right? Well, right next to uh, no, I think they're tied with Rutgers. Jeez. Which, speaking of that, one of them has to get a win, and I think it's this week because they face each other. I mean, what's, so, well, what's going on with Michigan State? Seriously, I know they're playing nine freshmen, but something's going on, man. It, it, I can't put my finger on it, but, man, there's something going on. Either the offensive coordinator stinks or the defensive coordinator stinks, and is it they're not as good when Narduzzi was there or what. But it just seems like this, this team doesn't believe what Coach D'Antonio is doing. I don't know. Yeah, I think it might be something to do with that um, because you have seen a little bit of change since uh, Narduzzi's gone, but I'm not sure. I mean, it almost has that feeling, too, where sometimes coaches take a job and then they lose their mojo for coaching. Right. Like some say Durkin did when he took the Maryland job and what happened in the Ohio State Kind of like Les Miles and, yeah. Yeah, and well, what I feel like may be happening with Tom Herman right. and uh, Houston, yep. but we'll have to see how that goes. So uh, Purdue is scoring more points uh, than normal. They scored 31 on Minnesota, but it wasn't quite enough. They lost 31 to 44. Uh, Michigan, Maryland, we covered 59 to three. Iowa lost at Penn, at number 12, Penn State, 14 to 41. Wow. So Penn wow. State's. Jeez. Yeah, Penn State's still rolling, so they're definitely doing a better job. So Franklin's probably not going anywhere. But uh, Nebraska, we mentioned this score, number 10 Nebraska at 6 Ohio State. They did lose their quarterback. Uh, it's 3-62. to 62. But uh, I, I really think that they maybe lost hard in that game when they lost their quarterback, and so the defense died along with it. Still shouldn't have been that bad. But, right. yep. yeah, so – we will kind of uh, see how that goes. Boy, those uh, teams moving up, like Penn State, Wisconsin, doing well, is really helping our case to be, you know, in the top, you know, one, number two. So, yeah, yeah, Penn State for sure. Penn State's probably going to be in the top ten now. That's crazy, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah, depending on how things move. So, but yes, I, I did just confirm this that uh, Rutgers and Michigan State are facing off. Um. So that that and that is next week. Yep. So I that think, will be um, well. They they're out of a bowl game, by the way. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know if you know, but yeah, they're out. But if they don't beat Rutgers, my God, that's yes. just. Well, I don't even know. I mean, okay, so this is the I don't know. They said they haven't been this. It hasn't been this bad since I think two thousand two or three or somewhere around that area. This this is how bad. Michigan State's been playing, so I went. It's wow. Yeah, well, it's oh man. So, there's a very good chance that one of them might go without a single win in the Big Ten. But yes, even Purdue has a conference win, and they're sitting at one and five. Yeah. But Michigan State and Rutgers are both zero and six in conference and two and seven overall. So the battle of the non-winnables. <laughs> Next week, the battle of the it is, yeah, the battle of the zero and six, the battle for the win, because it'll be their first conference win. But that's the thing, is, that, you know, is the Michigan State trolls are still going after Michigan, going, you know what? It, it, what it, it, this, let's put it this way: your coach is your it, coach. D'Antonio is just kind of at a at a place where he is i i hope it's a nice lesson for him you know even though he's a grown man he should know better is 
look, don't tweet, don't go on the media, don't talk about Michigan like your nice little YouTube that you put together, Caleb. Don't do it because it always comes back around. And right now you're not even seeing Jim Harbaugh. He, you don't see him attacking Michigan State. You don't see him attacking Ohio State, making fun of them and saying, you know, pride comes before the fall. None of that crap. You don't see him talking like that because he knows that's the way teams work. You know, you have a 10-year run and then you fall. And, you know, look at Oregon. They're the same way. They went from great to now they're not even in the top 25. So it just it always comes back around to hurt you. So. He just left. He just leaves us way too much material to talk about, though. Kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, and really, anything that happened on most everything that happened on Michigan's side was the players. Yeah, and it just seemed to me petty yeah. that he got bothered by what the players did. Right. Play, players are going to be players, and I know that Harbaugh does stuff has done his antics or whatever you want to call it with coaches and things like that but he does it with coaches and most of it maybe all of it am i miss i'm having a hard time because there's so much over the past two years but most of it's during the off season right so like it during the season it's business right and he takes i don't know i mean of course i do know that there's a little bias in there because but I've just never really liked Antonio anyway. certainly is a reflection. His, his players are a reflection of your coach, you know. I don't think Coach Harbaugh would allow his players to chirp and talk to um, Michigan State players or the coaches or any of the media like they would, you know, maybe, you know, doing the whole spike gate. I don't think you'd ever see that. But that's just it's something – we've got a new – way of thinking here at Michigan and I think Michigan State needs that. I think they need a new way of uh coaching that just says, hey, you know, gotta respect the other team. They could be a nice hated rival, but you know, you gotta watch what you say, man. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things go over the next couple of years. Um so quickly before we kind of go into closing thoughts, Craig what would you label as the worst loss for the big in the Big Ten? Oh, a lot. Michigan State losing to Illinois. That's that didn't pick them. I actually picked them to win. Where as far as our my lock, <laughs> yeah, to, hit, to get the spread because I thought there would be one game that Michigan State can actually come back and win and do decent against was Illinois. They're not a very good team whatsoever, and it, Michigan State just. The thing was is they actually won the game and then it's allowed Illinois to march down the field in two and a half minutes to score it was just unheard of. Just bad defense and just just crazy, man. I I, I just can't believe that's what the way it happened. Yeah, and that is on a night where Ohio State scores sixty two to Nebraska's three. Michigan State still had the worst loss. Right. But uh, probably the best win, I mean, you could put it up between um, Penn State and Ohio State, really, just because yeah. the interesting thing is Ohio State really needed to do something. I mean, because they, they had their loss to Penn State, and then they came out and they looked like crap against Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah. yeah, so they needed to do something, and they actually did it. But, of course, it was against uh, Nebraska, basically, without a quarterback. So I don't know how much on that one. Yeah. But I'll probably just chalk it up to Penn State, though, because – they have been playing a better game, and even with the hype of being the number 12 team uh, facing off against, you know, 
Iowa is Iowa, and of course it was a home game for them, so give them that much. But they put up 41 points compared to 14, so mm-hmm. uh, who knows where Penn State could go. Yeah, well, whoever it is, it looks like it clearly, depending on what Armstrong, what happens to him, that it'll probably be Wisconsin out of that uh, conference coming out of there. So, Or Penn State, yeah. or yeah, Wisconsin. So looks like that'll be them, so. Yeah, I think uh, I think they have the tiebreaker now. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But uh, we will go ahead and go uh, then from here into some closing thoughts. Uh, you know why I hit the dumb wrong music button on that one. Oops. Oh. Nobody's pro- nobody probably knows, yeah. unless they unless they are intent on our music selection. But anyways, anyways, it, it is what it is. Um, the uh, oh shoot, what was I gonna say? We were just talking about Penn State. Yeah, I don't know. I had, I thought I had some smart to say, but whatever. Anyways. Um, Man, I keep forgetting to say this at the beginning, but we always do want to mention our Facebook group. Uh, Getting new members every week, almost every day. Um, It's the Blue Network, everything Michigan football on Facebook. That is where you will see content first and foremost, or first and foremost, the most regularly. Also to mention, uh, we have been staying up on the caption of the week, competition winners. I think the easiest way for me to keep track of it is just to make a doc, uh, document or a list of the winners week by week because we haven't been announcing it all the time on the show. So make it and post it on Facebook. So if you want to see, uh, that will be going up on Facebook and you see can see if you've won or not because I know not everybody hits every episode. So if you were a winner, you may have missed the uh, announcement. So you can be looking for that at some point. Um and I think, man, I feel like I'm missing something, but I think that's kind of it. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on our website, bluebrothersportscast.com. Craig, am I missing something? Yeah, I guess set your uh, clock back. Yes. Don't forget to that, do that, folks. That That yeah, is that, part of the reason. That sucks. Man, I don't, uh, I don't like to get out of work and it's like dark out. Oh, well, it sucks for you. It sucks for me because I've got two kids that wake up right now. They wake up at 730. So now set the clocks back. They're going to wake up at 630. Wait, six. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, they so. are. It's going to be dark. out. It's going to It's like, you know what? You wonder why us Michigan people are just like, like moody. I mean, it's dark out. We don't get any vitamin D at all in, our, in the sun. So we're all like pale looking and hibernate and all we have is football to watch and so yeah i mean don't forget to set your clocks back but uh yeah it you know great good to see what michigan's doing i like what i've seen with uh michigan's offense looks like they're just getting better every game and that's great to see so i mean you know we've got a couple more games till we you know see ohio state and see how we do with them so yeah, defense just needs to nail it down. But something else to mention here before we close out that I do remember. This wasn't what I was thinking of, but something else to mention. Uh, give your predictions for the game. You can do that. We, I can kind of extend it a little bit because we record our preview episodes either on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. So 
Uh, Didn't you have that caption thing going? The caption thing? Yeah, you still have, you still have that up, don't you? Or is that... uh, the caption of the week competition? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, every Friday night. Oh, okay. It goes until every Friday night. So, but the uh, but with the predictions, you can call and leave us a voicemail. Um, so for this game coming up, it's the Iowa game. You can call and give us your predictions on the voicemail line up until Wednesday night, about 10 o'clock, and then I can put them in. Depending on when we record, we may be able to uh, give our responses to them, but at least that gives you an opportunity. If you leave voicemail, that we can put it in there and give score predictions and thoughts. Uh, we got some there for the Michigan State game, and I wanted to mention that. It is... 551 Blue Bro is the easy way to remember that one. 551 Blue Bro, and that will connect you directly to our voicemail if you want to leave a message. So, we're already killing time. We went over. My bad. Or we could do, um, or we could mention the whole uh, GoFundMe for Rashawn. Yes, thank you. There we go. That's what it was. That's what it was. I knew that's what it was. So hopefully everybody's sticking with us and listening to the end. Uh, Rashawn, if if you know us, you probably know Rashawn because he's part of the Blue Network and he does the Blueprint show. Um, but he has uh, GoFundMe up, and we I've tweeted it out, and I think it's on the Facebook group too. A GoFundMe. He's got some stuff that he needs for equipment uh, with some things. Uh, he had a hiccup with some of his current equipment, and to keep things rolling, he needs some help with that. But um, he uh, started the GoFundMe page. Check it out if you are interested and willing to help. I know that he would greatly appreciate it to be able yeah. to keep things running because there's a large following for his Blueprint show. Yeah, we're going to try to help him out and um, try to be his backup when we can. But, uh, yeah, I need help. Just uh, give what you can um, as much as if you can. And as little, even the littlest bit helps. And, you know, and I know – Anybody knows uh, Rashawn, he's passionate about what he does, and he loves Michigan football, and I know a lot of us fans miss him and miss what he does. So and get him back up and going, it'd be really appreciated. So, Yep, and thanks, Craig, for that reminder. So with that, we thank you guys all for tuning in. We hope that you uh, enjoyed your weekend and that your week is getting off to a good start. And... Uh, As always, we will go ahead and finish things off with a Go Blue. Go Blue.